Luke 8, starting with verse 4, And when a great multitude had gathered, and they had come to him from every city, he spoke by a parable. A sower went out to sow his seed. And as he sowed, some fell by the wayside, and it was trampled down, and the birds of the air devoured it. Some fell on rock, and soon it sprang up. It withered away because it lacked moisture. And some fell among thorns, and the thorns sprang up, and it choked it. But others fell on good ground, sprang up, and yielded a crop a hundredfold. When he had said these things, he cried, Who has ears to hear? Let him hear. Amen. Then his disciples asked him, saying, What does this parable mean? And he said, To you it has been given to know the mysteries of the kingdom of God, but to the rest it is given in parables. How many is thankful to know the mysteries of the kingdom of God? Amen. To know this precious word and this precious truth. And to others it's been given in parables that seeing that they may not see and hearing that they may not understand, now the parable is this. The seed is the word of God. How many is thankful for the word of God? Those by the wayside are the ones who hear Then the devil comes in and takes away the word out of their hearts, lest they should believe and be saved. But the ones on the rock are those who, when they hear, receive the word with joy, and these have no root, who believe for a while and in time of temptation fall away. Now the ones that fell among the thorns are those when they had have heard go out and are choked with cares, riches, and pleasures of life, and bring no fruit to maturity." But the ones that fell on good ground are those who have heard the word with a noble and good heart. Keep it and bear fruit with patience. Amen, amen. I want to be that ground, amen. I'm going to preach a little bit tonight with the Lord's help on the simple title, the simple message, Check Your Growth. Amen. Check your growth. Let's pray tonight. Dear Lord, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we worship you, we magnify you. Oh, that's it. Lord, we praise your name. We worship you, God. We magnify you tonight, Jesus. I pray, Lord, that you would anoint us. Anoint us to hear, God. Anoint us to receive, Lord. I pray that you would anoint me, that I would just be a conduit for your word tonight, God. Lord, we want to hear from you in this place. We're here to hear your words, your message, Lord God, what you would have for our life, Jesus. Lord, we praise your name. We praise your name. Let's give the Lord another another round of applause this morning, tonight, whatever time of the day it is, amen, you may be seated, that's the most important thing, I will not forget to sit you down, amen, does anyone in here consider themselves a green thumb, just raise your hand if you would consider yourself a green thumb, anybody, all right, we've got a few, anybody brave enough to admit it, you've got a green thumb, Uh, nobody in my household raised their hand, just in case you were wondering. Um, So it takes a special person to be a green thumb, and I'm not one of those special people. Um, I did not marry one of those special people either. Um, We've gotten into the point in our life where uh, most everything that we purchase or we try to grow um, does not make it. Uh, It usually ends up, if you go by our house right now, Sister Oki may have, she's probably saw it and shook her head. There's a couple of moms that... 
Um, they have no life left in them, amen, <laughs> that are out hanging by the house. Um, it's even gotten to the point in our lives where um, we've started naming our plants, hoping that that would help us to remember to take care of them, to, Sister Amy, stop laughing at me. <laughs> we had this whole conversation in Menards about naming this plant. We've got this, uh, I don't know, this dumb little big-leafed plant. I don't even know what it's called. But its name is Fran. So we named it at the, at the at Menards, we named it Fran, and just in hopes that we were like, we want to make sure that we keep Fran alive. And so we'll come running through the house, the kids will come running through the house, have you taken care of Fran today? Like, has Fran had all of its needs taken care of? Um, and so... <laughs> Uh, so when and I and I'll ask Amy. I said, "Have you watered Fran?" And at the there for a little while, the kids were they were trying to get into the rhythm of who Fran was and like, is this a new person in our house? Like, what's really going on here? But being someone that's able to grow things. I think is a special talent, amen? And when we think about growing things and we think about uh, growing something from a seed, there are things that are required, amen, of growing that from a seed. Can somebody just, I'm just going to ask you guys since I'm no good at growing things, what are some things that are required when a seed is planted? pH soil. I don't even know what that means. We'll talk about that after church. (laughs) Apparently pH soil, whatever that is. What else? Fertilizer? I do know what that is. What is it? Water? Sunlight? What was that, Sister Michelle? Pruning? Good to see Sister Michelle here tonight. Amen. So all of those things are required. Some of those things I had no idea existed. Um, because that's just, I'm, I'm not good at that. But there are things that you have to do when you plant a seed to make sure that that seed grows to maturity. And the whole point in planting a seed or having something is so that you can enjoy what grows from that seed, amen? That there is a product that is going to grow from that seed, a product, whether it be a flower, a plant, something you eat, something you have an expectation when you plant that seed, that something is going to grow and you're going to be able to enjoy it, amen? Or if it's like my house, you're just going to be annoyed that you have to water it all the time, Amen. But there, is, there are things that you have to do to make sure that that is taken care of. And like I said, I, we're, we're not plant growers in our house, but we're doing better at it um, with Fran. But the process of the seed growing is called germination. And this process is, is when a plant grows from a seed into a seedling. Amen. And the seed, it remains dormant until the conditions are just right until those conditions are just right and favorable for it to start. And all the seeds need is water, oxygen, and the optimal temperature to germinate. So the seed needs some things to make sure that it grows. Amen? The seed needs some things to make sure that it's actually going to be able to sprout. Amen? And I remember my grandpa when he was, when I was young, um, he usually kept about a two or three acre garden, and he was a uh, he was a vegetable peddler. And I remember when I was a little kid that he would go out and he would start seeing things start growing up. Amen. You would see the little sprouts, and you would see he would name off what they were. But if the thing, if the conditions weren't right, that seed was never going to turn into a sprout. 
Amen. If the conditions weren't right and the things, if there wasn't that optimal temperature, if there wasn't oxygen, if there wasn't water, if there wasn't somebody there to take care of it, the seed would not grow. And much like the growth process of the seed, we have a growth process in our spiritual life. Amen. Just like the growth process of a seed and how there, is, how there are things that need to happen and, and conditions that need to be met to make sure growth happen. Just like that process with that seed, there are things that we need in our life and we need to make sure are in our life to ensure that we can grow spiritually. Amen. How many knows that it's important to make sure that we continually grow spiritually? I don't know about you, but I'm striving for that in my life. Amen? I'm striving for that in my life. When we talk about spiritual growth, when we talk about uh, someone as they continue to grow spiritually, a lot of times we hear terms like new convert. Amen? That's, that's when somebody is just fresh into the truth and fresh into uh, the church and knowing about God and knowing the things of God, and that's when that seed is first planted, amen? And, and then, then you hear words like seasoned saint, amen? And those are the people that, that there's things that have been produced in our life from that seed, amen? Things have grown into their life from that seed, and things have, things have came to fruition from that seed, and, and we hear these things and about spiritual growth and spiritual maturity, and we need to make sure that we're grasping onto that in our, in, in our life, amen? We've got to understand that spiritual growth is not about checking off a list. It's not enough to just know what the doctrine is, it's very important. You have to have that. You've got to know that you're born of the water and the spirit. Amen. You've got to know that there's one God and his name is Jesus. You've got to know the gift. You've got to know about repentance, baptism, baptism in Jesus' name, and the gift of the Holy Ghost. You've got to know all of those things. But if you're just checking off a box, amen, and there's no growth happening along the way, then where do we find ourselves? Are we selling ourselves short? Amen. You see, spiritual growth and spiritual maturity really comes when it's down to the relationship that we have with Jesus Christ. Amen. When, when we repent of our sins and we're baptized and he fills us with the Holy Spirit, that's just the beginning. Amen. That's just the beginning of when that seed was planted and, and God begins to move and to, and to work in our lives. Amen. That's just the start. We don't just say, oh, I've made it and, our, and I've arrived. Spiritual growth is not a destination. It's not something that we obtain, that we get one day and we're like, we have everything we need. We don't need anything else. I'm convinced that we will work our entire lives and we'll never truly be where God wants us to be. But that doesn't mean we don't need to keep trying and keep striving, and keep pushing, amen? Because it's not something we attain. Spiritual growth is something that we strive for, amen? And it's not something that we go backwards on, but it's something that we keep pushing for, and we keep striving for, amen? So I want to take a few, just a few points out of this scripture Tonight, and I just want to make sure that as we're pushing towards spiritual growth and spiritual maturity, there's some things that we're responsible for. Amen. There's some things in our lives that 
Michael Turner's responsible for. Amen? That every person in this room tonight is responsible for in their own life. Amen? The first thing I want to point out is that you need to check your location. There were some seeds that were talked about that fall by the wayside. Amen? We need to make sure that we're in the right place in our life. We need to make sure that we're not living in the wayside. Amen? And I don't want to stretch this analogy too far, but I do think that there's some truth with it. Because the variable in this sower, in this in this parable of the seed of the sower is that soil, where the seed was planted, what kind of soil it was, and that's us. Amen? That's the life of the believer. So we need to make sure that we check our location. How many knows that it matters where you are? It doesn't just matter where you are. You may think, you know what, I feel like I'm doing pretty good today. Like I feel like I've, I've got everything together. I feel like I've got everything down. But then you think, Maybe you aren't hanging around the right people. Maybe you're not, maybe you're going to places that you don't need to go. Amen? It's important where you're at. It's important where your family's at. Amen? We can put ourselves in places that the enemy can start snatching some things from us. We can put our families in some places where the enemy can start stealing some stuff from them. Amen? I think about our precious children and how, how much of a burden and a weight that we need to realize that we're carrying. Because we're the first gardeners in their life. Amen? We're the, we're the first ones that are, that are guiding them and telling them who they can be around, who they should be around, the places that they can go, the places that they shouldn't go. And if we're not checking ourselves on those things, how are we going to tell them? How are we going to show them what is right and what is not right? Young people, it matters who you marry. Older people that aren't married, it matters who you marry. Amen? It matters who you're with. Your location matters. And just like those seeds fell by the wayside, the enemy came along and started snatching those seeds. Amen? Started snatching those things, those things that matter. Proverbs 12, 26 says, The righteous is a guide to his neighbor, but the way of the wicked leads them astray. We have to be so careful about where we're at. We have to be so careful about who we surround ourselves with. There, and, and here's the thing, okay? There may be things that aren't necessarily bad or wrong, but that doesn't mean that they are okay for spiritual growth. That doesn't mean that they are conducive for my spiritual growth. There may be, there may be nothing written in this book that says I should not go there. But I promise you that there are things, that there are places that I don't need to make myself, my presence known or step across those fresh thresholds because the enemy knows that I am drawn away by my own lust and my own temptations. Amen? 
And I don't need to make, I need to make sure that I'm not crossing those thresholds and going to those places. Amen. And I have a family that they may not profess Jesus and they may not be living the way they need to live, but I promise you they're watching me. I promise you they're watching my life. I promise you that they're watching my family's life. And if I were to walk into some of those places, then I have just chopped down everything that has been growing. And not only my life, because they're seeing that and they're partaking of that, amen, but I'm chopping that down, that, that visual that they had, that, man, I thought he had it together. Amen? Your location matters. The next point I want to make is check your soil. Amen? Check your soil. Romans 12, 1, 2 says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service, and do not be conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the, transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is good and acceptable and perfect will of God. The condition of our hearts matter. Just like our location matters, the condition of our heart matters. Amen. Where that seed is being planted matters. Amen. Your prayer life matters. Your communication with God, and, and I know it's said a lot across this, this pulpit, and that's because it is pivotal in our lives. We have watchmen at the gate that are telling us there's something coming. Amen. That there's something coming, and we need to make sure that our lives, that we're ready. And if we're not praying and we're not in our word, there's no way that we're going to be ready. Amen. Because when that seed is planted, it starts, the shoot starts going up towards the sun and roots begin to grow. Amen. And those roots begin to grow and we see that if the condition of the heart is right, that that seed will grow roots and it'll grow a stem and you'll start to see that. Amen. The level of your submission matters. Amen? Who you're submitted to matters. We need a pastor in our lives. Amen? We need a pastor in our lives because there are things that we're going to come against. There's going to be things that come into my life that I don't know where they're coming from, and sometimes I don't know whether I'm coming or going. I don't know if that's just me or if it's y'all too. But I don't know if I'm coming or going or not, but I need to make sure that I've got a pastor in my life that's helping me take care of that word and protect that word that I have. Amen. Because God's put something in me. I need to make sure that I'm doing everything that I can to make sure the condition of my heart is conducive to making that grow, amen, to making that grow in my life. I need to make sure that I am presenting myself a living sacrifice, amen. I am every day turning my life over to him, every day laying my life down at his feet saying, God, I have no, I have no pride, I have nothing in my life that would say what I'm going to do today is more important than what you would have me to do today. And when we don't consult him, that's what we're saying. That, God, I've got this. I've got this under control. 
we're good to go. And if I think about him at the end of the day, it's like, oh, Lord, yeah, by the way, this is what I did. What did I miss that he had for me? Amen? Am I presenting myself a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God? I've got to make sure that my life is conducive to growth. Amen? You'll never grow roots without the proper soil, and you'll never grow spiritually without the proper foundation in Christ. Amen? You'll never grow anything from a heart that is not ready to receive God. The next point I want to make is we need to check for thorns. The Bible said that some, th- some seeds grew up and the thorns grew up with it. Amen? And it smothered them out. We need to check ourselves for those thorns. We need to understand that thorns are going to look different for everyone. My thorns aren't going to look like your thorns, Brother Walker. They're always going to be there. Amen. I know it doesn't seem fair, and I know we used to talk about this a lot in youth class, and there might have been a few tears here and there, and and it just happened that way, but it doesn't really seem fair, but we live in a fallen world. Amen. We live in a world that's not perfect. It's never going to be perfect. We're never going to be perfect, but we can strive for it. Amen. Through our spiritual growth, we can strive for it, but there's still going to be thorns. No matter how much we strive to be like Christ, And we have to understand that thorns aren't always sin. Amen? Thorns aren't always sin. Scripture scripture calls them, it says, the cares and the riches and the pleasures of life. Amen? Those things aren't sin. But those things in the wrong place, in the wrong amount, can drown out what God is trying to do in our lives. We can get too worried about something, and we think that God isn't able, and we find ourselves not believing that he's able anymore. Amen? We get too busy with life because we're chasing after the cares of the world and the pleasures of life that God doesn't, isn't a priority anymore. Amen? I've been there in my life. I don't know about you guys. I have been there in my life where I had to check myself and said, you know what? I don't know that I'm following after God like I need to anymore. Amen? I've been there in my life. We need to be sure we're checking for thorns, amen? Here's the thing to understand about thorns. Some thorns are there because we live in a fallen world, amen? Some, some things are there because we, we are born sinners far from God, amen? Some are there to test and to try us and to perfect us. Paul had thorns, amen? 2 Corinthians 12 says, And lest I should be exalted above measure by the abundance of the revelation, a thorn in the flesh was given to me, a messenger of Satan, to buffet me, lest I be exalted above measure. Concerning this thing, I pleaded with the Lord three times that it might depart from me. And he said to me, My grace is sufficient for you, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, most gladly, I rather boast in my affirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. There's going to be things in our lives that come into our lives to help perfect us. There are going to be things that we face that we don't understand. Things that we go through that we, we can't even comprehend. Amen. There's going to be things that come into our life that we're, 
we're never going to be able to understand until we make it to heaven. But in our weakness, in that breaking moment, in that moment when we can't do it on our own and it's got to the end of us, that's where God's power steps in. That's where he steps in and he said, I'm fixing to show out and do something that you couldn't do on your own. Amen. I'm fixing to show out and everybody said that it wasn't possible. Everybody said that it wasn't going to happen, but I'm fixing to step in and you're going to know it was me. Amen. Some thorns are those thorns. And I know that there's some people facing those situations in this place tonight. Amen. And how important it is, it, is it for us to remember that God is able. That when things are hard and they're not going the way we think we should, they should go, how important is it to know that God is able? And how, is it, how important it is that at that point to be spiritually strong enough and to be far enough in our spiritual growth that we're able to say, God, you know what? I don't know why, but... I'm going to trust you. Amen? And then we've got to know that some, and this is the hard part, amen, some thorns are there because we've planted them. Some things in our lives are there because we've planted them. Or we've allowed them to grow. It wasn't the enemy. It wasn't, it wasn't anything other than our flesh. Amen? I was drawn away, and I allowed that to be planted in my life. Amen? We may not intentionally plant things in our lives, but we need to ask ourselves tonight, is the environment conducive to allow things to grow in our lives that are not pleasing to God? Amen? Is the environment that I'm in, the condition of my heart, the condition of who I am, is it conducive to growing things that should not be there? Am I not checking myself? And I'm, am I not coming behind? And I'm, am I not ripping those things up and making sure those things aren't there? Amen? And the last thing I want to just say tonight is you need to check, we need to check our growth. Like how Brother Walker says it, just a mirror across here and I could just talk to myself, amen. Because just because I have the microphone doesn't mean I'm exempt. But we need to check our growth. It isn't the responsibility of the sower to check my spiritual growth for me or to fix my spiritual growth for me, or to make sure that I'm doing what I need to do in my life. I am thankful for a pastor, and I am thankful for a bishop who lead and guide me, amen, and who feed me the word and, and give me what God would have, thus saith the Lord, that God has given them. But it is up to me to make sure that I am in my life making ready my life for what God is trying to plant. 
Amen. That's my responsibility. It's my responsibility that I remain diligent, making sure that I'm in the right places. Making sure that I'm not environment, not in environments that are conducive to growing the wrong things. Amen. I need to make sure that I'm conducive to make sure that the condition of my heart is such that I can receive what God would have for me. And I need to make sure that I understand and I know where I stand with Christ. We must be the ones that are ensuring that we are striving to grow and mature in Christ. No one can do it for us. Amen. And you may ask, how do we measure spiritual growth? How do we measure where we're at? How do we know? It can be hard sometimes. Amen. We can be in the trial of our life and we can be like, God, I don't even know where I'm at right now. I don't know which way is up. I don't know which way is down. Anybody ever been there before? I'm trying to think about spiritual growth, and I don't even know which way's up. Amen? We're going to know our spiritual growth by the fruit that we bear. Amen? By the fruit that is being produced from our life. Galatians 5, 23, it talks about the fruits of the Spirit. They're going to know, and we're going to know by our love. Amen. Are we loving God? Are we loving our neighbors? Are we loving ourselves? That's important. God created you. He didn't mess up. He didn't make a mistake. He created your neighbor. He didn't mess up on them. He didn't make a mistake. Are you loving them? Are you loving yourself? Most importantly, are you loving God? Have you checked your joy lately? Can the world steal your joy? That's a good question to ask yourself. Is my joy situational? Is the joy that I'm feeling in my life, is it because I just bought something or I've, you know, gratified my, you know, I've done something in my life to to gain something or, or something's happened that's made me happy? Is it situational? Amen? Is it God-given? Is it affected by emotion? You're going to know by your peace. How many knows it's important, the peace of God? Amen. Do I possess it, and more importantly, do I cultivate it in others? When I'm in a situation, am I cultivating that? Amen. What about your long-suffering? I preached about this. I taught about this a few, a couple months ago. Patience, Amen. We say, don't, we say don't pray for patience, but we learn it every day. We need to perfect that, amen? We need to work on that. We need to say, God, I need you to help me with patience because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to see it every day. I got in trouble with Sister uh, Smith last time because I was talking about the lady in the white Lincoln town car that was slow, and she drives a Lincoln town car. So I got in trouble with that one last time, amen? So I, I decided not to be so specific anymore. <laughs> Long-suffering, where is your patience? Not just in situations, but with people. You will shoot your witness in a heartbeat if your patience isn't for people. Amen? 
I want, to hear, I want us to hear that tonight. You will shoot your witness in the foot if your patience isn't with people. Kindness, where are you at with that? Are you kind in your interactions, your communications, and your dispositions? Amen? Goodness, are you doing what is right for the right reason? Faithfulness, are you steadfast in all points? Amen? I'm not up and down. I'm not, when things are good and when things are bad, I still know that God is able. Amen? When things are good and when things are bad, I, I still know that God is real. Amen? We've got to realize in our life that, that and it still, it still blows my mind every once in a while because I hear it in songs or I hear it here and there, but God, if you're really real. And I'm like, what does that even mean? Like, are we not convinced of that yet? We've got to move to, from God, are you even really real, to God, I know you're real and I know you're able. Amen? Faithfulness. It's not affected by my emotions. Just because I'm having a bad day doesn't mean that my faith goes away. Gentleness. We've got to be loving. We've got to be calm in our interactions. Now, I know that you think when I walk into the room, I'm like, ah, like that's okay. Bishop, that's okay, right? Yeah. He, he said, yeah. <laughs> There's a place for it, right? There's a place for it. Sometimes I don't have it in the right place, and that's when he lets me know. So, <laughs> submission, amen? Submission. Gentleness, like I was just saying, loving, calm, humble. Humility is important, amen? And self-control. We have to be the masters of ourselves. I've got to be the master of myself. My flesh can't drive me. We have to be so intentional about self-control that it may seem a little bit ridiculous. Amen. I've heard Bishop say before that we may need to trade our smartphone in for a dumb phone. Because if you don't have self-control over this thing, you need to throw it in the river. Because that might mean your soul. Amen. There may be some things that we need to cut out of our life because we can't control them. Amen. Self-control. We need to master our own desires and control our impulses and our emotions. Those things are going to take root in our lives. And they're going to begin to grow up as we grow in Christ. Those roots are going to grow deep if the soil is right. Those roots are going to grow so deep that it's going to be unshakable. Amen? If we'll allow it and we'll make sure that we're doing what is necessary and creating an environment and a place in our hearts that God can help us with that. Amen? And when we first come into Christ, and, and, I, and I heard I was, as I was studying, I I read this concept, and it was saying that we need to move from being a consumer to a producer when it comes to the fruits of the Spirit. When I first come into a relationship with God, I, I'm, and, I, and I know this from being a bus kid, amen, and going to church and there not being anybody there that I knew, I would run into people, and they would just, you would feel the love. I had a bunch of church moms, 
amen, that helped raise me. And, and they were just there. They were there the night that I got the Holy Ghost at a women's prayer meeting in my grandma's living room because she was paralyzed from the waist down and they would have Monday night prayer meetings. That's where I got the Holy Ghost. And I would start seeing the fruit in their life. And I would want to make sure that I was as close to that fruit and I was as close to that that I could be because I knew that's something that I wanted in my life. And I was consuming that fruit that they were pouring out of their life. Amen? And that's the way it is for us. When we come into this, and, and I'm thankful for what I always feel at this church because there are people that have this fruit in their life and these new converts and these people that are coming in and, and these guests that are coming in, they're consuming what we're bringing into this place. Amen. They're consuming and it's becoming a part of who they are and they're like, you know what? I didn't know that that kind of peace was possible. I didn't know that that kind of love is possible. Amen. And then those seeds get planted and they start growing. And as those roots go deep, they move from that being that consumer of those things to that producer. Amen. I want to live my life so that others might see Jesus in me. I want to make sure that my roots are so deep that no matter what comes my way, no matter what I'm facing, that one of these fruits isn't dying off. It's not enough to just have three of them. It's not what the Bible says. The Bible doesn't say, well, if you've got three of them, you're good. Amen? I've got to make sure that these are so deep in my life and so unshakable in my life that no matter what comes my way, I'm not losing out with him. Because I have protected my spiritual growth enough. That I have protected what God has given me enough that it has grown into a mighty force in my life. Amen. Let's go ahead and stand tonight as musicians come. There are going to be things that come our way, like I said before, that we don't understand. Amen. I was telling Bishop before service started that two years ago today right now I was laying in a hospital bed in Kansas City amen they did an exploratory new surgery because they said that within two years I would be in heart failure if I didn't didn't understand it didn't know why I was going through it but I'm telling you today that if it had not been for my understanding of who God is, what God is, what God is capable of doing, if it had not been for the faith that I've allowed God to build up in my life and that I've allowed God to nurture in me, amen, if those roots had not been dug down so deep, What would that have looked like in my life? Because instead of being in heart failure two years later, I'm standing in front of you tonight to let you know 
that it's possible to go through the storms of life and understand that God is still able no matter what. That it's possible to go through the storms of life and not lose anything that God has planted and given you. Amen. You don't have to trade those things off or sell those things off because you don't think they matter anymore. You can grab onto those things and you can hold on with every bit of strength that you have and realize that you have got to have them to grow in Christ. Amen. You have got to have them to grow in Him. So my challenge for you tonight and my cry for you tonight is to check your growth. We need to check the conditions of our heart. Amen. Pastor preached about it this morning. When we repent, we start ripping some stuff up. Amen. We start ripping some stuff up out of the garden of our heart. We start ripping some stuff up and we start laying up this altar. And you know what? We walk away from them. You don't pick that up and say, you know what? I might hold on to this for later. No, you leave that at that altar and you don't pick it back up and you watch what God does. Amen. You watch what God is capable of. There may be things in your life you're like, I've been carrying this for a long time. I don't know if God is able to do that. Lay it at the altar and see what he'll do. Amen. God is able if we'll let him. Amen. But we've got to make sure that we're growing. We've got to make sure that we're getting some roots where the cares of this world aren't going to come by and try to uproot us. That those thorns aren't going to, come, aren't going to grow up and smother us and, and, and we're just not going to make it. Amen. That can't be our story. God's got too much for us. God's got too much for you. Amen. God's got somebody across town that is relying on your walk with Jesus Christ. Amen. They're relying on the fruit that you're producing. Amen. So tonight I, I would just ask us to come, across, come up to this altar and I would just ask that we would just check our growth. Amen. I think it would be good to just check the condition of our heart. God, search me. God, search me. I pray, Lord, that you would just search who I am, Lord. Just I pray that you would search the condition of my heart. God, if there are things that I need to lay down at your feet, God, I lay them down right now in the name of Jesus, Lord, because I know that you're able and capable to take those things from me, Lord. God, I understand and I know, Lord, that to grow in you, that there are things that I need to do in my life, God that I need to make sure that I'm doing in my life and making sure, Lord, that I'm creating a place for you, God. Oh, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we need you, God.